Hello, everyone, and welcome to another festive episode <laughs> of Movies That Whip. I'm Gooey, here with Adriel. Hello. That's me. That's me. Uh, if I had a cool, like, last name and, like, a cool... I would do, like, a James Bond thing, but I really don't. My name is way too many syllables and not cool enough so but hello <laughs> yeah you need just a really quick bum bum like single syllable yeah, yeah. totally you can't uh, have like f- six or seven syllables floating around in your whole name uh happy holidays i guess yeah. uh, i don't know when this is gonna come out it'll come out sometime this month so hopefully yeah you know there's a lot going on hopefully we get it done before christmas or whatever so. yeah i think we will um yeah, happy holidays. Um, it's happy holidays. It's, as of yeah. this recording, it's like in the middle of Hanukkah for our friends who celebrate, um, mm-hmm. and it's a little before Christmas. And this, uh, this I totally forgot until about halfway through this movie that it was also like kind of a Christmas movie, which is I think why you picked it. But it, it sort of, it, yeah, it yeah. Totally, <laughs> I forgot. I completely forgot until it was until it was happening. It kind of it kind of serves a lot of purposes, and I hope you don't mind, but. Um, one, I was like, yeah, okay. It takes like, I was, I was thinking, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to maybe change it up, you know, cause we, we, ha- it's been fun to return to directors, but I was like, you know, I, we instituted the rule of just like switching and picking. Uh, and then we both kind of talked about trying to pick things from different time periods to like branch off so we can learn even more of, uh, uh, film <laughs> history, mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, okay, okay, let's, um, let's try to get something older and maybe something Christmas related though. You know, I, if we didn't watch a Christmas movie, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. And then I saw this on a list and I was like, you know what, this is, this is a movie I really like, uh, that I only saw like for the first time last year, to Mm. be honest. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'd love to watch it again. And then. Um, I'm sorry, but I was also thinking about uh, months down the road over on uh, Flashback 64. Heck yeah. Um, we're going to be covering Goldeneye. Nice. And, okay. Um, so it's a little prep, a little crossover prep. Right. Yeah. So I um, I thought it would be, we're going to actually, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, we're planning a lot of episodes pertaining to it. And so I thought it would be cool. This is kind of a uh, like spoiler, but I was thinking, you know, we're probably going to do an episode that maybe talks about um, the the franchise or whatever, you know, the the uh, greater James Bond as a whole. And so I thought on the way there, you know, maybe every once in a while uh, we could dip in because I've seen a, I've seen a handful of Bond movies, um, but I thought, um, you know, we're going to be talking about, about them on the pod. And I was like, maybe me and McKenna could watch a couple so it all kind of just, you know, the stars kind of aligned. And I, I'm sorry that I'm using this pod for the good of another pod. I love it. Um, I love it. I think that it's, I, it's, <laughs> I did it with virtual theater I think recently, it's, too. It's so. mutually beneficial. I think this is exactly what, what multiple pods should be used for. I, I'm, I think this is cool. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. So I did watch this with uh, with McKenna. Um, um, and it, it was a good time. But yeah, we're probably we're going to get more into Bond. Uh, as a whole, over uh, months, it's months away at this point. But over on Flashback sixty four, man, I feel uh, like we should yeah. we should call in McKenna and see what she has to say about some of this movie. I'd be interested. Should, this is, this was this movie was fucking wild, dude. Like, 
I was so, I don't know. I was not expecting what I got. I like, uh, but no, mm-hmm. I, I, okay. I do, you know, if McKenna's with a near shot, we'll call her in for a couple things. Um, but I will say, okay, so this, this, I, I think that maybe before we <clears throat> talk about this movie, which is on her majesty's secret service, that's the name of this film it's from 1969. Um, and I think that before we really like talk about it, I, I am interested in like your kind of history with, with James Bond or like what you like know about it, which is I'm sure like eons more than me. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I really don't know very much at all. I mean, obviously everybody knows like what James Bond is, but I feel like this movie was like uh, really shirked a lot of those like expectations um, because I didn't re- okay. I didn't realize okay. that it was like so campy. Like, I really did. Oh, I didn't. oh, it extreme, extremely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. They and, and almost all of them are, you know, to some degrees. But I will say, it's kind of it's kind of similar to how like, um, and, and even more so because it's been, well, it's not it it's been going for around the same time. But like, I'm I guess I'm thinking in modern movie standards. But it's similar to how like. I don't know, you'd watch like a Batman movie and there's like a movie that's like the Batman or whatever. And then there's also a movie like uh, Batman Returns, mm-hmm. but there's also like uh, Batman and Robin. You know, there's such like a wide there is kind of a they're all to some degree uh, silly, mm-hmm. like even the most serious Batman movie is extremely silly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, obviously, like um, different there's different sort of bond actors for one but then even within their like runs they've done of bond like they've all had various degrees of like some are just full all out like goofy and then there's some that are more serious you know Mm -hmm. even even in craig's craig's are all they're all more serious but like some of them are like the dumbest of (laughs) all the movies they just try to hide it you know what i mean i also like didn't watch a lot of um like austin powers but like I knew what it was, yes, right? Yeah. It's so like obviously part of the like zeitgeist and a part of like the cultural uh, currency of the '90s and early 2000s. So some some of the backstory to this is actually so this is the first uh, one that did not star Sean Connery, like uh, oh, of the. Oh, um, okay. So this is the yeah. first one that didn't star <clears throat> him. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, um. Um, the Bond movies, like, as we know them, are produced, I believe, by, um, this production, I think they're called Eon Productions, Hmm. um, ever since the first Sean Connery one, and they, um, it's been like, I think it was first Albert Broccoli was the producer, now it's Barb, it's like gone through the family, basically. Um, and this is, this is the person with the last name Broccoli, Yes. Broccoli, as yes, in the vegetable yes. broccoli. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just, um, just there are there. There are actually um, a few. There's, I think, at least two Bond movies that are not through them. Mm. Uh, one that predates all of them. Uh, it's it's slightly older. It's it's called Casino Royale. Actually, mm. it's an ad- also an adaptation of Casino Royale. And then there was one made after much after Connery's tenure. Um, where he actually came back and played Bond, and it was sort of it's part of the non-Eon lineage. Mm. So it's you know there's not really much of a, a can. That one's slightly closer because the you know the original 
uh, Casino Royale uh, didn't star, it didn't star anyone or, like, have any connection, but that one at least had Connery. But anyway, this is the first one in their lineage of, like, kind of what is thought of as sort of the official <laughs> series mm-hmm. um, to star someone other than Sean Connery. <clears throat> um, so when they were when they were going to adapt this, part of the intention is um, they were trying to uh, make a story that was supposedly, yeah, I haven't actually read any of them, but okay. what I, what I understood by reading is they were, they were trying to make a closer adaptation to the books than the other movies. So in the other movies, mm. there's like, um, like the, pre- the previous Connery movies, there's like things that are now associated with Bond, like, uh, um, like gadgets and things like that and this movie you'll find there's no there's no like gadgets or, there was, or stuff there like were that a few um, gadgets i would say a few gadgets was... and i think they pop a few jokes at the gadgets yeah um, well it was okay so this we're, we're gonna get into something later about the about what what was a joke and what wasn't it was something that was like incredibly vexing to me but but we'll we'll get into that later i will say some of my favorite parts were <clears> the were the weird gadgets the there were only a couple of them, but I really liked them when they appeared. <laughs> yeah, typically there's like, you know, in, in a lot, I have like, you asked my familiarity, like mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen, um, I've seen a handful of them from all the performers and then like everyone in my like lifetime I have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think McKenna's coming in now, actually, if yes. you want to get McKenna's take. Yes. Do you have a... <laughs> Hey, welcome, McKenna. Hi, McKenna. Oh, uh, hold on. <laughs> McKenna can't hear you yet. That's okay. Um, but now I think, can you hear Adriel? Yeah. I, I right, kind of, live... I love this. This is fun. It makes me feel like I'm like, I'm like in the field doing like field interviews. This is really fun for me. <laughs> so we were talking about how we're covering GoldenEye later and we're, you and I are probably going to watch a handful of Bond movies throughout the years, you know, over the next few whatever months leading up to it but adriel was really curious just about your do you want to give us a a quick i don't know like a brief review of what you thought about on her magic <laughs> yes Majesty Secret yes Service? give us give us this like the the cliff like just whatever you feel like it might saying. set up our conversation well uh so first off diana rig is awesome <laughs> yeah yes we love diana rig yeah. i wish there was uh more of her uh yeah realizing that um my my taste in bond movies is mostly based off the bond girls because the other one my my favorite bond movie is casino royale yeah there we go (laughs) that's the one people hold up um as like that's the other that that's a pretty much a pretty common opinion these days is that like Mm. yeah these are the good these are the good bond girl movies like with the Mm -hmm. with the the most interesting female characters i I, you know i haven't seen them all but i kind of agree with that too yeah uh, (laughs) yeah watching one where like the bond girl is named pussy galore just kind of takes me out of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's a part in uh uh goldfinger where 
he's you know sean connery is at some resort and his his uh, female companion her name's like dink or something like that and he's got to go over and talk to goldfinger or some guy and she's like what's going on and he's like man talk and he like smacks her ass or whatever and you're like oh geez oh. i mean i i felt like that a lot in this movie but i wasn't quite sure what was a joke and what wasn't i found it like pretty mm. hard hard to hard to tell and I just sort of was like along for the ride and I I felt like a total like alien I was like what were people thinking when they made this movie and when they were watching it like what was the like I had no idea what what the expectations of the time were I think this one was mostly above board in that regard like Austin Powers (laughs) does not have to like change much to to parody yeah (laughs) yes a hundred percent i okay yes and here's another question i'm so glad you're here for this okay (laughs) so is is now i think undeniably diana rigg is like the 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 peak of this movie um both like within the movie and just like at watching it i feel like she saves the day constantly and is like constantly driving the getaway car like yes, making so making awesome. all the right she's yeah, making all the right moves yeah. yeah even from the very beginning like the first scene when she's like you know ostensibly gonna go drown herself she like like takes off without him and is like get out of here man um so is bond supposed to be like a hapless loser no oh, no okay okay so <laughs> well that was- that was actually a big part of the neg- like there was sort of a negative reception when the movie first came out. Um, okay. One because George Lazenby was an actor who was kind of just pulled off the street. Like the legend is, mm. I think it was Albert Broccoli was getting his hair cut and saw him or whatever, and he was just like a model doing like commercials or whatever. And I think he had like I think I read he had like he wore the same watch as James Bond or something. They're like this is a handsome stud. Like let's get him in the movie. And then part Goodness. of the criticism was like that Bond is sort of like a yeah a hapless oaf and George Lazenby doesn't know how to act. But I think it's kind of turned around in in the years where it's like I think it actually makes his version of the character like kind of interesting in this movie um, mm-hmm. because he's he's sort of just sort of like um, like knows how to just sort of navigate the situation you know he kind of lets a lot of things sort of happen to him um, totally. but even then he still has to be kind of saved you know but i think i don't know i think it actually really works and and having an actor who is already so accomplished working alongside him like in in a it's it's sort of meta in a way but it kind of really like ma- makes the characterization of the two believable i think wow <laughs> what do you think um I I do love like he he just seems to know a bunch of random things. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. You know he knows about the bug or butterfly or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know some other stuff and then you know when he's uh That's that's his job, when you he's know. He's traveling in disguise. He's like all researched up on uh totally he he did his research on the genealogy or whatever and he i thought actually he did a great job of like putting on the different voice like he did the little like nerd (laughs) british voice when he was there (laughs) like i think and um yeah i think they don't i don't think he gets enough credit i actually think he was great in this movie 
He has a few pretty good jokes too. I the think. jokes, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Well, what would you think about this? One's there. a little over the line, but in the opening scene. <laughs> so, like I said, this <laughs> is the, the first, the the first one that's not Sean Connery after he did a handful of movies. Oh. And he has all this stuff happen to him, and he goes, "This never happened to the other fella." <laughs> yes, that's that's the fr- that's breaks the <laughs> that fourth, fourth wall yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah. I loved that part. I thought that was right. I thought that was way under the line. That was like, uh, I felt like that was when I was like, okay, that's, this movie is getting, this movie is doing something that I wasn't expecting it to do. Yeah. Uh, Okay. We'll, we'll let you get sleep, but (laughs) uh, Adriel, is there anything else you want to know from McKenna about the movie? Um, uh, what was your favorite, what was your favorite part? Yeah. Your favorite part. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there's one really awesome scene it's got to be that scene right <laughs> there's a right answer well there's a lot of awesome scenes yeah there are a lot um, this... I don't know, like I want to say something with like Diana Ring okay well can I suggest one and you can yeah, say if you agree yeah. the, the stock car <laughs> chase scene I think is so yeah, awesome it's is, so amazing like there's that's when she's when she's driving the getaway car she's driving the getaway car and they pull into like where the race is happening Mm -hmm. and there's some there's some awesome just stunts and car crashes and stuff like that um i that was just such a thrilling the skiing was so awesome because it it goes from like the corniest like looking shot of them like you know with just the rear projection or whatever they're doing but then like genuinely cool like people like jumping off like big big drops and stuff so it's really it go, mm. it has it represents almost like the tonality of the movie where it goes from like really goofy yeah. to really impressive in like the same like minute you know mm-hmm. i uh, i also really liked the the stock car scene because it, it, <clears throat> it plot wise although plot sort of is like no object really in this film i would argue um but he had just like he was in love with her she's his girlfriend and then he like goes off to this mountain retreat and like bangs these other random yeah. people and then he he's doing his job he's just he's just doing his job and then That's she the shows up and powers. he's like he's like boy do i love you or whatever and then she just drives this getaway car and he's he there's these shots of him just sort of sitting in the passenger seat and her like actively driving around it's like this it feels like so purposeful the way the whole thing played out so i thought that was cool too yeah, yeah. i i bought that he was like he was in love with her like he yeah. was, he was just like felt like he got swept up by her you know that's cool you yeah. normally don't see that because bond is usually a bit more i mean there's there's different characters you could go over in all the movies but you know he's usually a bit more of the dominant sort of character you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well, um, right, well thanks thanks thank you for your guest appearance we really yeah. you really <laughs> added some spice here oh thank you there'll thanks be more bond on flashback on. 64 yes. coming uh sometime in 2024 so we're gonna watch more of these movies and uh Heck we'll yeah. report back yeah awesome All right. All right. bye, bye. <laughs> okay how fun was that? Yeah, that was like the that was a uh, podcast history right there. <laughs> so yeah, like I was saying, like I was saying before, we were rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> was no, so this was like, and I'm going just based off of like what you know. I I have limited knowledge as well, but I did read like that this was you know meant to be more. 
yeah, more of a closer adaptation to the book. They they said it was pretty, you know, as far as the story following that stuff. And so, you know, the books have slightly less things like the gadgets and stuff. Normally in mm-hmm. like a Bond movie, you'll have a whole scene where um, Q, who's like their gadget guy, goes over all the fun gadgets. Like, you know, you would probably remember from Austin Powers. Right. Uh, yeah. But uh, in this, you know, the, I mean, really... I mean, MI6, the characters there are actually in it, but, um, like, he, he really is in it. He kind of just shows up at the end a little bit, too. He's in the beginning, mm-hmm. obviously, but, yeah, it's not as big of a uh, role for that sort of thing. So it is kind of a unique story, and I think I think that is an element that you see a little bit more in the Craig movies, too. Like, they they were going for... They're, they're more serious, for sure, but if you think back to Casino Royale coming at... Um, after the last Brosnan movie, which was like goofy gadgets and wacky mm-hmm. stuff galore, it was more serious. There weren't like gadgets and things like that. So I think that aspect um, comes off in the Brosnan movies or in, uh, sorry, so the Craig I- movies. And I, I think um, like, like um, McKenna mentioned, like the, the romance element, uh, I think they really, took from this actually in the last one in no time to die i felt like there were parts that felt like they were trying to um you know do this they were trying to hit more at the you know the this part of bond i guess the the romantic part um but also in those they also incorporate um i i think craig uh you know there's elements of other of some of the other bonds and stuff too that we won't get into that they try to incorporate but i think you can see i think this movie does actually have um a lot of influence on that Hmm. i wonder if the books are like super campy as well or yeah. if they're <laughs> serious so from what i understand the books are i think I, I i feel like they are more pulpy i haven't actually read them but um uh i i know that uh well this this probably won't surprise you but ian fleming the uh the author of them is was is kind of a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah that doesn't Uh, surprise me too much (laughs) uh yeah this is a big i actually have to uh, attribute some things to my good buddy connor who's an even Mm -hmm. bigger bond head who who i've watched a lot of these movies with him um he he kind of pointed out to me that a lot of these are sort of especially as time goes on like like uh like Britain's attempt to like feel cool still. You know? Yes. I felt that like very acutely while I was watching it. I was like, this feels like this feels it's so like, um, I mean, it's like a caricature of, of British of, of like British sensibilities, you know, mm-hmm. um, in a way that like also sort of subverts, subverts them like, like the overt like sexuality and like, it's heavy-handed in like its cultural placement, you know. For sure. So it it yeah. it totally feels like a like a <laughs> the British attempt at like being cool like during the Cold War. <laughs> yeah, they'll you'll see that a lot too in movies where there are like more like American characters and stuff like that. They usually try to mm-hmm. make they try to make sure that he seems cooler than like his American counterparts and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and there's something I don't know. There's something. Uh, I kind of like it actually. Yeah, it's it's like pretty charming. There's like a big like 
event at the end of the last one, the, the no time to die. And there's like a part where they're like, oh, man, like we we need to ask like the United States or like China, you know, about doing this or whatever. And they're like, no, we have to do it. And it's like they just like, can you imagine like this this world uh, catastrophic situation we're in? And it's like, yeah, the British <laughs> Secret Service. Like, <laughs> they're like, you okay, know what? Guys. We got to do it. Let's just take it. Let's take it into our hands. <laughs> it's time for Britain to stand up. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's not this movie, though. Um, no, no, no. This movie, I, I feel like the, um, uh, the the pacing was like totally, totally crazy. Like it felt like a fever dream. Like I really had to just mm. kind of like let go and just see where the movie took us because I, I, I could be wrong, but it felt like the kind of main uh, plot at the beginning was basically like this crime family and this woman who Bond, you know, kind of is supposed to fall in love with it and does fall in love with. But then it, like, totally shifts to, like, this other guy yeah. and his his plot to, like, you know, ruin the world. Um, and I, like, was, I was, like, I wasn't lost because Bond, like, is a very simple, like, formula. Like, you know kind of what's, like, coming, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that might come from the fact that it is like they are sticking closely to a novel adaptation. And so perhaps like something that might work like structure that structure in a book mm. um, might, you know, maybe it could actually use some altering, you know, for the film to like make it work Interesting. better. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I do like I kind of like like I feel like everything that happens I think is kind of interesting in the movie and like most mm-hmm. scenes like you know like they're like I don't feel like I don't have that opinion that's like there's like useless scenes or anything like that but like mm-hmm. I I did sort of feel uh what both of you were saying like where there's like a period of time without Diana Rigg and she kind of just comes back into the movie and it's like for me it's like no problem like cool she's here but that part I you know that part without her does you do kind of feel like oh that's sort of it's sort of like strange you know like that sort of yeah it's like it feels like a totally separate movie or that like she's just gone like for a while I was like maybe she's like maybe I missed something and she's like they and they broke up like Mm. maybe she's never he never mentions her there's never any sort of like obviously he wouldn't he wouldn't mention her as like he's undercover but like mm. there was no uh, <laughs> mention of her at all in the movie, and I really thought like, okay, maybe she's like, she's she's gone, or there's some something happened that I missed. But no, he was just uh, undercover, like you know, banging some other ladies out in the mountains, yeah. um, yep. just just doing his job. I mean, and that seems like the uh, this is part of the hapless thing is that I feel like, like. Now I could be wrong, <laughs> but at the beginning he like he kind of like randomly saves this this lady. Yeah. And then and that which is, you know, whatever. And then he like sees her again and then and then like they there's some sort of thing where someone tries to beat him up whatever and then they like sleep together. And then he meets her dad and the dad is like I need you to like uh, try to get my daughter out of her slump because she's suicidal. He's like, she, she needs, needs a man to dominate her. He says, <laughs> he says he, yeah, she needs a man to dominate her and to like basic. And he says like, like base, 
I wish I had it written down, but he's like, he, she needs to have sex enough that she f- loves you. I was like, this is yeah. so, so what a graphic like thing for your father to say about you. But right. But that, but I was so also like, it, this is the type of guy who would think that, you know what I mean? hundred percent. hundred percent. But see, like, okay. So this goes to the type of guy thing because from the very beginning, Bond is just kind of, it seems like his MO is like fucking like, he's like, you know what? Hell yeah. Like I will. I want to bang your daughter. Like, hell yeah, I want to bang these girls, like, at this mountain retreat. (laughs) Oh, no, no, I think, you know, to defend him a little bit in Uh this movie. I I mean, listen, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that felt like his primary motivation throughout the whole movie was that. Well, so maybe, I think possibly this might be a little, so there are certain things that, like, if if you're, like, not as familiar, the movie maybe doesn't fully get over like the importance of so in the beginning he's looking you know he's looking for information um Mm -hmm. about blofeld who's kind of as a character um he's sort of like the arch villain of james bond uh Mm -hmm. he he's like you know he's not in all the movies but you know there's there's many movies where he is like the primary villain um, actually, in the previous movie, um, this is this is like a fun um, continuity thing. In the previous movie, like they met face to face, so he should like theoretically recognize James Bond <laughs> when he goes to uh-huh. visit. Um, and actually, they they considered like, oh well, do we maybe we like make him wear a disguise, more of a disguise or whatever? And then mm. they were like, you know what, it doesn't matter, <laughs> and they just decided <laughs> not I to love explain that. it. Because I you love know. that. <laughs> so, but anyway, in the beginning, yeah. So he, uh, he basically is trying to get. He's trying to catch this guy. He wants to. He wants to kill him. Um, and the guy's like, you know, I'll help you if you if you. It's sort of a um, uh, it, you know how in uh, what's the? I keep forgetting it. Uh, uh, the Taming of the Shrew adaptation movie. <laughs> I oh, guess it's like uh, that story too, a little bit, but. Um, uh, the Heath Ledger one, you know, there's yeah, sort yeah, of a yeah. oh, uh, ten things I hate about you. Yeah, ten. The, I guess it's like I don't know. It's sort of that situation where he's kind of like trying to do a deal a little bit. He's like, yeah, I'll uh, you know, I'll do what you want. Like I'll, I'll hang out with her if you're giving me this information or whatever. Okay, but I think... see that? Yeah, that was a missing plot. That no, so it did feel like I walked in on like the second episode of a TV show. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. I, I kind of <laughs> did. Okay. So that that does sort of clear things up slightly. And that's that's what the whole thing about like they want to retire they or they want to they take him off the mission because it's this thing of he's been uh, he's been hunting this guy and, you know, he's not having any luck, you know, so he kind of he like lightly goes rogue like Bond goes more rogue in other movies. And this one, he's just like, all right, I'm just going to quit. And they're like, you know what? You can have some. uh a leave of absence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Money, money, penny sets him up with a leave of absence instead. Yeah. So money, um, penny was great. Yeah, I, I loved her. Yeah, this is the. Um, so this would be the fourth. Yeah, the fourth film with Blow Blowfeld, I believe. So. It, and, and is that the same actor? No. So this, um, the actor in this movie is Telly Savalas, who um, is also known for playing Kojak. I don't know if you know that show. Mm-hmm. It's a 70s um, crime show. But um, mm-hmm. in the um, 
it, this is actually the third actor <laughs> who's portrayed him. Um, I think uh, I think it's what's his name, Anthony Dawson, in the first two that he's in from Russia with Love and Thunderball. I'm looking at a chart now, and then in in, <laughs> in <chart>. um <laughs> in uh you only live twice. You actually have uh, Donald Pleasance playing him, the great Donald okay. Pleasance, known yeah, for yeah. Uh, uh, Loomis. Uh, for me, and and I guess he's also in uh, the, they was it? oh uh, Escape from New York. Anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, this is like the third actor, even. But that's that's what's interesting about the continuity. You mentioned Money Penny, so um, the actress who played Money Penny, um, a lot a lot of the MI6 cast here um, mm-hmm. are in Money Penny. She plays. Money Penny in the first fourteen James Bond movies. Holy so through shit. The, the same 19, actress, same actress through nineteen eighty five. Um, for M, the head of Sivas, uh, of MI six, he plays him in the first eleven movies. Damn, yeah, he was great. I thought both of them were dynamite, even though they weren't in the movie very much. I liked they were. both of them, and then even more so. The actor Desmond Llewellyn, who played Q, uh, he played Q in 17 of the Bond movies. Uh, um, so Damn. from 1963 to 1999, he played Q. Yeah. So there's so, a fun so, bit of continuity, you know, here where they're like, yeah. yeah. So um, so they so canonically like la- canonically right. Okay. So first thing I will say is that I I actually do like really appreciate that they're. That there's, it sounds like the the franchise is sort of not taking itself too no. seriously in terms of like the lore or whatever. Like I, no, I like that's... really appreciate that, especially like as a modern viewer. Like you know, our whole fucking we're so inundated with with like lore and franchises and like world building and blah blah blah. I just really like that. It's kind of like ah, close enough. You know what I mean? Like yes, it's it's like Bond in vibe and like pretty close like you guys will get it you know like it kind of like gives us a little bit of credit that i think is like yes um i don't know sort of generous in a way i Um, i like that i mean there's a little bit like we talked about how you you weren't you didn't quite know about the blowfeld thing but i think overall a lot of the movies i have seen even ones that directly reference there's there's some that actually reference a character or something from a different actor's like previous Bond actors movie, they'll like bring it back. In fact, they've even brought back character, you know, characters besides the main cast to be in another one with a different actor cool. later on. Yeah, and yeah. there is that stuff. But overall, what I love is that they are just kind of like the continuing adventures of James Bond, and that was kind of the worst part of the newer ones for me is that they tried to have this overarching continuity, and it was. Like, no, no, mm. this is too, it, it's too silly, almost. It's trying to be very, like, the serious of it, of it, seriousness of it, like, was like, it was too dumb, I think. Too dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. keep it, keep it simple, yeah. you know? Don't, don't take yourself too seriously here. Um, So, is this, so, so, in these first couple movies, like, Lazenby is supposed to be the same guy i guess so yeah but because i mean that's like blomfield should have recognized him or something yes yeah that's that's okay. what they, that's what they were concerned about there really wasn't like uh you know they, there wasn't like a hard like 
as as you you can tell by the fact that they just decided who cares like yeah. it, it doesn't really <laughs> yeah. matter but uh. yeah like he's supposed to be yeah like this like they've had um for example they actually there's a movie where he goes to uh Diana Riggs grave I believe uh I could be I, you know don't quote me here and then I believe there's um there's actually one movie I really like where they bring so like many actors have also played the CIA character named um oh man Felix Leiter and there's actually one um Timothy Dalton movie I believe License to Kill where they bring back the same Felix who was also in one of the Roger Moore movies and he's just that like then he's a character in the movie and it's just like it is what it is so it, it presumes almost that same thing you have um uh judy dench go from the brosnan to um the craig and they just don't they don't you know they don't treat them like they're different people you know right um there's all kinds of like dumb (laughs) sorry to offend if anyone feels this way but like dumb fan theories i think out there of like well like 007 is just the code name so they're all like maybe James Bond is a fake name or whatever. It's like no, oh, no, no, what, no, no, whatever. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's the it's the same guy. He existed yeah. in 1963 and he he uh well existed well into the 2020s, I guess. Or yeah, yeah, 2013 slightly. or whenever it was. Yeah, yeah. Because they Hell even yeah. in Casino Royale they even treat it like they actually say I think it's like one of his first. Mission, you know what I mean? It's just like whatever. Who cares? Judy Dench is here. It's the origin, but it's not, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Are there any Bond movies? So, and I, sorry, I'm asking this. These, that's like, okay. Kind of I, I feel. You know, look, I but... actually wish I I had a, a Connor here. We're gonna have him on our flashback sixty four where we we talk about the wider franchise. So I'm sweet. Uh, I'll. I'll... I'll, plugging I'll listen that. and I'll yeah exactly. <laughs> but I can I can answer some because I've seen I've seen I don't know a third of them. Well, actually yeah. probably more because I have seen yeah I've seen like all the ones in my lifetime at least. That's probably like uh-huh. a, a okay amount of them <laughs> as well yeah. as a handful of the older ones. Well, my my question I guess is like so part of what makes it feel sort of all, like all, like kind of what you were saying like almost a monster of the week like type of format like just the 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 like wacky adventures of James Bond you know du jour um mm-hmm. is the fact that like it's it seems like the movies are all like uh they all take place like in the present right there's no like movie yeah. that's made now that is you know it from 1945 it's set in 1945 or something right. like yep. it's always like it's today it's bond he's getting weird you know whatever right like in the it's it just it's like always of the time um and like this movie was like the the most 1968 69 movie i've probably ever seen in my whole life yeah that that is very true that's something actually that even becomes i think i i think more true with some at least some of the ones i've seen and this is something uh, also, shout out to Counter that he really pointed out to me is that a lot of them uh, really lean into uh, the genre conventions of the time, you know? So, <clears throat> like, I would say even up till this point, like, a lot of them, 
like i mean they do that to some extent but like they overall kind of have a similar like um spy espionage thriller or whatever but as the series kind of goes on um and certain like movies or whatever kind of become big hits you do sort of see the bond movies try to incorporate um stuff from other genres or like other hit films and sort of like uh I guess you could say um like take steal things from them, but you know what I mean. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah. um, whether they're adapting, some are like they're adapting a book that fits in that sort of realm. But a lot of times, yeah, they just take a whole sort of concept or, uh, I guess, just vibe, you know, and try to adapt it, you know. So you've got your Moonraker, I I think came out after Star Wars, you know. So it's like sort of, let me double check that nineteen. 79 film yeah that's got to be that's got to be star wars inspired or you have yeah so you just have like movies like that that are um sort of trying to catch a um catch a fad you know what i mean yeah so it is this sort one of felt a, like it was like it this one felt um i mean it just felt so informed by it just mm-hmm. it was like I- exactly the 60s kind of style and sensibilities of the time and like you know it's funny because you know 1969 is such a sort of tumultuous time like in in, you know for the whole world uh where it was like all of these revolutions were happening and then we've got fucking james bond which is like and it feels like a little bit unhinged like it's sort of like kind of grasping at like what what is like the old the sort of like old ways 100% yes while while still like being real like you can just sort of feel the pot like boiling over in the movie you know what I mean yeah I think this is yeah I I guess that you know like I I don't know much about everyone that comes after this but I feel like this is one maybe the one of the last ones that is clinging to that and I think um I actually got that impression just based off of I think that's how George Lazenby felt um, because before uh, before the movie came out, he was like, ah, you know, I'm not going to do another one. And uh, he showed he showed up to uh, the premiere like he grew a long beard and long hair and stuff. And he, and oh, he, man. he was like try- he was like trying to go against it. And I think because, you know, there was that sort of like like all, all that all the countercultural stuff at the time, like, you know, like the actually that that aspect sort of like that um i think they they have some of that stuff even in uh, austin powers they try to reference that sort of like era of like the the counterculture sexual revolution things like that and it's like bond is actually like kind of a square you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah uh which you know so that's i don't know i thought i think that's kind of cool actually cuz you do watch this and it it does have you know it it, it's got this paranoid sort of plot of, you know, we're going to brainwash all these uh, um, uh, sexually free women <laughs> into uh, poisoning mm-hmm. the world. You know, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a fun aspect of it. Right. And like this, like uh, sort of sort of that, like the, the women like cannot be caged. Right. Like they're sort of trying to like infantilize them like at this research facility these like sexy Mm -hmm. women but then they like you know they can't be like 
tamped down. They like all want to like leave and they all want to fuck Bond. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, they, um, and they there's really like something sort of charming. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so like silly. And like I mentioned previously, I was like, I can't tell what's like, what's a joke and what's not. <laughs> like, And not in a bad way, but I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of just like, you know, like, f- for example, like, when we watched uh, uh, Out of the Past, I felt like I was never, like, lost on, like, what was, mm. like, wh- what the viewers would have been thinking at the time, right? Like, perhaps there were a couple of things that I don't even know that I missed, but overall, I was like, I follow this character, I follow these plots, like, it's all checking out, um, whereas this, I was like, are they joking about, like, the about him being, like, sexy or is he actually sexy like i totally mm-hmm. can't tell which is why like austin powers like it just is it's exact it's like you oh, like mckenna yeah, yeah. said you really don't have to go very far from this film to get to austin powers like it's this it's almost exactly mm-hmm. the same you know well, um so yeah i i did have kind of a hard time being like is what's a joke and what's not a joke you know maybe it might be your uh your read on because I'll, I'll i'll go ahead and say it i thought he was sexy so you know wow. um, good, i never good, read it as you know, a joke there's something for everybody out there man i <laughs> good for <Yeah>. you <laughs> i think he's a good looking guy i think they weren't joking i think they were you know into it and that's okay that's so cool. you mentioned this before it was sort of not my other like defense but it's actually something i I sort of really liked about this character was okay because you saw him earlier. Uh, uh, Diana Rigg kind of falls in love with him or whatever, and I think it's because he, because of how he res- responds to her. You know what I mean? In fact, mm-hmm. it's it's sort of the the ten things I hate about you thing where you, it, without as much of the drama between them where. Like she, pro- she can probably tell like what's being, what he's being tasked with, but he's actually yeah. being very like chill and like not, <laughs> he's like not dominating her or whatever. You yeah. Know? He, yeah. He's just yeah. kind he's of like, sort of, there's, he, he's not even pretending like he, like he's just sort of like, well, like, yeah, let's hang, you know? Yes. <laughs> like... He's straightforward. Then when you see, you see him in, when he's doing the, the seductions <laughs> later, and I love that it this comes off. That's actually where he seems more of like the confident guy or whatever. And it, I thought it was so interesting because it felt like, especially because you had the scenes where he said the exact same lines. Yes, to the same I woman, loved that. That it I felt like that. it felt like he was just kind of going through something that he said a million times before. Uh, like it, it felt like he's both like acting in the moment. But he's also like using kind of just like a tool that he has, you know what I mean? Like, okay, like I have to get in there. I have to, I, I, you know what? It's a hard job, but I got to have sex with these beautiful women. And I've got, (laughs) I've got kind of the, you know, the Swiss army knife of lines to feed them or whatever. Um, But I Uh like, I like just kind of those lines to me read as just like going by the script, especially because he repeated them and like not really actually that not really as charming compared to how he was interacting with Diana Rigg, if that makes sense. So I kind of actually, I like, I don't know that that was cool to me seeing him 
be these two different ways. I felt like he did come off as more of the like he came off as like, yeah, he's doing the charming Bond thing, but it, it was like slightly awkward, you know, and I totally I guess. Yeah, it felt like know. a like a sex comedy, you know, just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, like uh, I can't think of like what I can't think of them, you know, but like it's just sort of like uh, like it's just like it, it it's like you it could have had sound effects like, whoa, boy, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the whole thing was just like so silly, which like adds to, like it was like very mm-hmm. Pink Panther, you know what I mean? Yeah, a little Pink Panther. Um, it's the same kind of vibe. Uh, yeah, no, and that's the thing. It's like that's that was why I was like, I don't know what the, I don't know <clears> who, <throat> who's who got the egg on their face here. Oh, yeah, um, And sure. again, not in a, not in like a, no, nah, not in a bad way. I just was like, because at this point, it's such a, so the movie is like so sort of dreamlike in various ways. It's very uh-huh. se- like visually, like it's, it's beautiful. Like this, like the, um, oh, the, yes, like location yes. shots are like unbelievable when they're like at the bullfighting ring in Spain for kind of no reason, like not no reason, but like they didn't have to be there. You know, the that's, pe- that's a cool thing about a lot of the Bond movies is that they yeah. kind of globe trot and show off different locations and yeah, have very, very beautiful cool. scenery, you know, with Switzerland in it and mm. everything. Yeah. It made me like want to do winter sports, which is n- that never words that have escaped my lips, but I, I've been like skiing and snowboarding like once in my life. And I was like, hell no, I'm never doing that again. But watching this movie, I was like, I could, I could go skiing. Like I kind of get the romanticism of the, of like, you know, having hot chocolate at the ski lodge kind of, I get uh, it now. It was very cozy um, for a yeah. while. Yeah. That's why it's a very, I mean, it is like a Christmasy kind of movie. It's because it's these like beautiful shots of Switzerland and, uh, you know, skiing down the mountain and having like hot toddies and stuff. It's like, it, it got me, it really got me. Um, but yeah, it was very, very dreamlike. The whole movie was, I, that's why I was kind of like, I don't know if I don't know, it's, it doesn't matter. Like it really, and the movie like kind of held my hand in a way that just was like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's okay if you don't get, (laughs) you don't totally follow. I think some of the, some of the props uh, that I would give to it for, uh, cinematography, um, comes from the fact, well, first of all, the, the cinematographer, uh, Michael Reed, who I think did an awesome job. Uh, he did, um, I think, a handful of... He did Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice. So, um, yeah, uh, already a long, a long sort of uh, legacy there. But also the the um, director, we got a shout out, Peter Hunt, um, also did second... He did second unit um, directing on the previous Bond movies. And one thing I read that everyone said about him was they were, they really liked, he kind of, at least for, for the Bond series, sort of innovated more of a fast paced editing style of like the, the action scenes. So, um, they, uh, gave him, let him direct a movie. And this is the only one he did, but, uh, I think the two of them, uh, did, an awesome job. I, I, I read a little bit. I, I wish I had the quote here, but there was there was cool info on how they got um certain c- certain like uh big shots they got uh with like the helicopters and 
like how like how they actually rigged up the cameras to shoot them uh i i I don't have it, but it really like the movie does really show like its beauty in both the cinematography and I think just kind of like, I mean, the pacing you said is weird, but I think it does kind of um, it does kind of just like keep moving like it's over two hours yeah. long. But I feel like uh, there's not really a part where it's like this kind of drags, at least I don't think. No, maybe, didn't, maybe didn't. a little bit when he's going to talk to the genealogy guy or whatever. But that was kind of fun, too. <laughs> Yeah, like if anything, I feel like that section I suppose could have been shorter, just because uh, it it I got like sort of lost in it because I was like, wait, maybe he just like lives at this <laughs> research facility now. Like I kind of lost the plot there, but um, but it it didn't feel like it dr- like dragged on, you know. It just felt like I like it just was uh, it it like I I enjoyed it and I kind of got lost in it, you know. Hmm. I did, I did overall, like, the plot for me actually kind of, it all kind of comes together in the end um, for me because I was thinking, like, okay, it's got this weird genealogy sort of aspect of it. And I thought, okay, I guess it's kind of, it's sort of like, a, it's sort of like a super villain, I think, kind of thing that he would, he would want to, like, take over the world and, like, take this title of this, you know, old um medieval lord you know Hmm. but then by the end when it's like no he wants to like you know he uh he's holding him hostage and he kind of just wants like amnesty and he wants to just go live out his life (laughs) um Mm -hmm. you know with this with this title i I like how that just be like that kind of like was an extra added little bit of spice into his plan that he's like yeah yeah i'm gonna retire and you know what uh you're gonna like me i'm gonna have this uh prestigious title uh, <laughs> that's how it's going to be. Like, when he's like talking, when he's talking to, uh, 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 Tr- Tracy's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tracy. Teresa. Yeah. I, I have a hard um, time remembering everyone's name. Diana but... Rigg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy's a weird, na- a weird name for that character, but. Um, should have been something sexy. You know what I mean? I know. Tracy is like kind of a strange, it's a very 1960s name though. Um, but like, I, you <laughs> he, he like. His charms like kind of worked on on me a little bit. I was like, man, Tracy, like he just wants to hang out and like he'll probably treat you really well. Like, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> like maybe you should consider it. He seems like kind of a like he, he's he's I don't know. And at this like I uh, I wasn't uh, I'm not anti bond, but I was kind of like, whatever, man. Like, I don't know. You, you, maybe maybe this is your future instead of James Bond. This could be good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, why, why not? Why not? He's yeah, why, why the hell not? <laughs> he's driven. He's got a plan that, like, works, is, is working pretty well. So, I don't know. I feel like it could be good for Tracy. Mm-hmm. And she, w- she wouldn't have died at the end of the movie. Okay, that was the real yeah. shocker. I was like, wait a minute. Because, like, I... I so okay, I, I I like paused the movie thinking there was like half an hour left, and it turns out there was like three minutes left of the whole movie, and I was like, uh-huh. oh, it's it's almost over. Oh, it's that's at the good. wedding. That's good. Sign. They get married. They get <clears throat> married. Money Penny is really sad, and I thought you met you briefly. I kind of blew past it earlier, but you mentioned Money Penny, and she was awesome in this. Like she yeah, truly, I, she I love loves her. Bond. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a very and, and like. I, uh, flirt i love their flirtatious like i at first i was like oh boy this is gonna be like nasty but it's like no they have like a fun 
um uh they they like each other you know it's flirtatious and like <laughs> totally like it's very inappropriate like, like crazy way like he comes into the office and then he just like grabs her ass and she's like hell yeah and then she's like <laughs> they're, they're so both horny, into yeah. it they're yeah. both like yes <clears throat> and he's like oh like like do you want to like something and she's like i wish you would she's like please she's so horny (laughs) and at the end she's fucking heartbroken and i was heartbroken i was like damn she loves i was like you should just build a life with money penny and let tracy go (laughs) off with dr evil like come on like (laughs) this would have been (laughs) sorry i didn't okay I I loved Bunny Penny. I really loved yeah. it. But so yeah, she was very sad when he was getting married to Tracy and um so I knew like okay, well the credits are going to roll at any minute now. And um and there they stop on the edge of the road, to, I don't know, to to take a leak or something. I don't know why they stopped, but they stopped <clears throat> and then It reminds um, me of the backstory in Awesome Powers 3 where uh they <laughs> Their their dad just randomly stops at the side of the road or whatever, and uh, he gets killed. Like that's the backstory for Austin <laughs> Powers and Doctor Evil or whatever. Um, this and is it's just like, like, well, that's basically what happens here. He stops like, to take doc- a piss or whatever. Yes, <clears throat> and yeah. um, then the the um, Blofeld, the evil guy just comes up and like shoots her in the head, shoots shoots at open fires. At every at Bond and Tracy, and then Tracy dies, and then um, and that's the end. Of, and then a cop shows up, and then Bond pretends that she's sleeping, <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. I was like, he's wait like a minute. Yeah, yeah. He's like kind of <laughs> sad, and then he's like, well, like what? What is the last line of the movie? It's iconic, I'm sure. Uh, he says, well, she's, he says like, she's fine. She's just sleeping. But then he, he says Let's like, see. we'll, we'll, we'll always have tomorrow. Something like that. Like, yeah, we have all, all the time in the world or something. That's what it is. Yeah. We have all the time in the world. And I'm like, if no, you fucking don't. She's dead. And then the credits fucking roll. He's stunned. Yeah. He's so stunned. I, I believe I had read that, that was something they were going to do in like the next movie or whatever. I could be giving you fake news here, but I think they're maybe going to do it in the next movie because they're like, you know, Bond's going to go off and, you know, do other stuff. He can't just have a wife. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, it does make sense that she has to get killed up, but then at that point, why? (laughs) But I think (laughs) maybe the idea is to set, to set up Blomfeld as like the the continuing beef that they have. Like, Oh, you killed Hmm. Tracy. I think I think at the end of it they were like um, they were like yeah I think maybe because the director wasn't gonna come back or something they're like whatever let's just do it in this movie I don't know <laughs> I I do think it probably would have been a better start to the next movie but um, they sort of it I think there was sort of um, like a weird there's a negative reaction to this sort of movie I think and I think even. Like, while making it, it probably seemed like something might have been off or something because mm. they they kind of pivot hard. And in the next film, uh, which they say, you know, he will be returning in. Uh, did they say diamonds are forever? I can't remember, actually, but 
the next movie uh star sean connery again they were like uh okay uh, fuck fuck this sean connery is back um, wow i didn't know that they went back to sean connery okay yeah so i think they wow. were sort of um yeah they were kind of uh pivoting back so i feel like i don't know if that happened during the making of this movie as much but yeah i don't know man i would not be surprised if there was all kinds of weird behind the scenes shit that like ha- like had to do with why this movie felt so fucked up <laughs> because it felt crazy but then it, it's it, part of that's probably me not knowing the bond series not knowing the what happened before or after um but i, I don't know again it like it totally felt like a standalone movie but like uh, yeah i just wouldn't be surprised if there was some weird shit that was going on in the <laughs> I'm I'm actually reading now yeah about the production for Diamonds Are Forever and they were working on a script that would have him avenging her or whatever but then it sounds like after um after Lazenby left or whatever they they were just like complete rewrite basically Mm -hmm. okay yeah so um yeah I don't know I guess that was it was kind of random but I I actually had read too that the director like did a whole thing where he he brought Lazenby early before they filmed that scene and they're like we broke him down <laughs> you know like Aww. they did their best to get him to kind of give a um a really An you know emotion, sad emotional, emotional performance. I think he does okay. I think it's okay. I think yeah. it's a little you know it's yeah it's like it's kind of sudden. It's kind of random. I think they were actually there was like a brief part cut where uh Ir- Irma Bunt or whatever uh Fraulein is mm-hmm. is chasing them or like stalking them but yeah it's it's a weird it's for sure a weird pacing to the movie overall I will I would agree there was a couple things I wanted to mention like well we already talked about the opening scene but I thought it was just interesting because like they're sort of um you know you know how like Bond movies like they 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 have their like conventions and stuff that people compare like the Bond girls and the mm-hmm. gadgets or whatever from movie to movie, kind of like like we would as like in, in like the Zelda community, like your favorite dungeons or items and certain things compare certain ways or whatever. But a big thing uh, is a lot of them start with sort of um, like more like a big thrilling, like cold open. A lot of times they'll have like a big stunt or something like that. And mm-hmm. I just thought it kind of spoke to, I think, more of the tone of this one is that it was it was more of a just like a personal it was like very much set up a lot of the, the characters in the movie the two i guess are two leads sort of but also you know it was a bit more of a uh it was sort of a brawl on the beach type thing you know so it kind of had a very yeah. more down to earth sort of premise um even though the movie gets crazy sci-fi later obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I also, I mean, this is the this is one of the Bond things that people, you know, that people love is like that, the music and the uh, that like intro, like yes, the intro also kind of is a unique so, thing. it's so cool, it's so fun, it's like, uh, it's, <laughs> I don't know, it, it feels like such a distinct like Bond thing, but it's also like you can see that lineage in like all kinds of like British, uh, like in British movies. I'm trying to think of like. I had a couple in my head. I was like, oh, like that's, that's happened in some other movies. Uh, 
like it, or it's like called back in other movies too like i don't know even in like i don't know the spice girls movie spice world oh they yeah do like a thing you know there's like it's just it's such an iconic thing and it's it it works it works really well i think what's kind of interesting about this one is like the series is it's known for that opening sequence but it's it's kind of known for um it, it's become even more and more of a thing but i think it's always kind of been a thing of like the the theme song like of like having a big singer perform like the theme you know mm-hmm. and this movie it's slightly different but i think it speaks to again the change sort of does fit what they're trying to get across instead of like a big feature on that opening sequence it's instrumental but they do have a big guest song uh mm-hmm. later in the movie for like the love montage where they have uh yeah. louis armstrong is it all yes. all the time in the world is that the name of the song uh i don't know or it's, some, it's something like yeah we have all the time in the world um oh yeah interesting okay and so it's, that was the that was the through line i'm actually even looking so i i found a list of the best ones um just a, a random site i pulled up and it has this one at uh number 11 whatever classicfm.com anyway um <laughs> they consider that like the theme of the movie even though it won it's the it says it's the uh the first one not the only one but the first one to not be the title of the movie but it's also not even in the opening so yeah it's i don't know it kind of speaks to the movie that they they thought like it would be best like that sort of i don't know sort mm-hmm. of prestige you have of bringing like someone in like uh, really got over like they had to get over that they fall in love in a montage you know which can be i don't mm-hmm. know that can be hard to do um yeah but i think they set it up really well and then you know by the time it was done i was like yeah that like you know death scene rushed and weird and all i could still say like the the romance storyline and this was i think pretty effective yeah and i think that um uh tracy is just such a like like a, I, I, I don't know if I want to say like a strong character, but like such a strong presence and like had mm-hmm. such an internal, like world. Like you know, we meet her when she's like trying to kill herself, and she says like various things about like, he's like he says something, and then she's like, well, that only applies to people who want to live or something, and that's like later in the movie, you know. Mm, yeah. Um She's like she's got such like a, a like rich sort of inner, you know life and i feel like uh in that way like e- you know even when bond's like off like whatever having like a sex romp you know unbeknownst to her like it just it it's sort of like not sad like she's just sort of she's like she kind of could take or leave bond even though they're in love with each other you know she's <laughs> yeah, so <yeah>. like <laughs> like she just feels so like she's from this big like mob family she's you know interesting and beautiful and like depressed and capable and i don't know i just felt like them falling in love like really felt like two people falling in love as opposed to like someone being seduced or swept off their feet you know um and i don't know i mean i'm i'm definitely giving it too much credit it's like <laughs> no. monta- you know because because like the montage doesn't like you do that on purpose i don't think but like i guess what i mean is i believed that that they were into each other and that she was like that they were independently in love um and the 
like it, it, it that that like totally worked for me. Um, and I think that that worked because she was such a, a dare I say like well written character. Mm-hmm. Like if all of this can come across in like this sort of silly campy movie, I I would say that she is a well written character. You know, and she has yeah a lot based of on a story written by a nasty little man. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and and she she has like more depth to her than like Bond does in many ways. You know. Um, so I don't know. I think that, I think that it was, I, I, it worked for me. Yeah. It's funny you say, yeah, I think they had good chemistry and it's, it's funny cause we're trying to read about it. Like I read completely conflicting things. Like I had read that they had huge, uh, conflicts on the set between each other. But then I also had read like that, uh, they would joke around and they would, you know, razz each other and they, it, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, she, you know, she helped carry him through the movie. And even I think I read Lazenby. There was like some uh, there's some like story he told about like them like arguing or whatever. And he was like, he was sort of like, you know, she was it was one of those things where he's like, oh, she was like sick. And I was like being annoying. And, uh, you know, it happens on a movie set. You know, it's not her mm-hmm. fault. So it sounds I don't know. It's it. I think it comes across in the movie. Like, I, 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 even if you look on, like, um, just even on Wikipedia, they talk about they now have a review, contemporary reviews and then current reviews. And yeah, mm. it, it does change a lot for us. It's like they attribute it's all they go from like she's basically carrying the movie on her back or whatever, which is uh, in in some regards like true like she's like kind of the best and key thing of the movie but then like you see in later reviews where they kind of start to give <laughs> more credit to to george you know i'd, I'd give him mm-hmm. some credit but i think they had a good chemistry overall yeah yeah she was very yeah she she was great she was great and the other like the other uh like silly comedy girls women they were, you know like they were, up, funny, they were good yeah. too they were like they um and those like i remember one of my the most distinctive like things that i remember like uh the shots of the movie was so they're at this like research facility for like allergies which is just totally like not it's like random yeah. um but it's be- being used for his like evil plot yes just, like, he's making some, a, but, a vaccine that's really yeah. like a virus type thing yeah uh huh. Um, and there's like this dinner scene, and they're all dressed in these like totally wild like dresses, and they're all eating different things that they're like alert allergic to, yes. or were allergic to, and like the plates look like equally delicious and fucking gross. Like it's so, but it's like beautiful. They have these like overhead quick shots of these like girls in these like lavish outfits, like eating potatoes and chick, just pieces of chicken. Mm -hmm. Like it's so like unnerving. I was like, is this about to become like a horror movie? Like, this is like really weird. The fact Um, that it was like, but it was cool. I liked it. I, and I felt like, um, it sort of captured, like it reminded me, uh, you know, the current example, but like they're sort of in this like high tech facility where like they can't even like things can, you're like sort of at someone else's whim, you know, they can't even get out of their rooms, even though they can, but it, it sort of reminded me of like an ex machina, you know, where he's like visiting yeah. Oscar Isaac's place. And it's like, you can't, 
yeah, you can't go anywhere, you know, that you're not authorized. You you could potentially get locked in a room, you know, um, and like then sort of the sci-fi element of it, I think because it's like literally the same time, but like some of the um, uh, effects and like little bits of like the brainwashing parts or whatever reminded me of kind of like Star Trek uh, in vibe. I, I thought that was kind of a charming aspect of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I I love, I mean, you know, we love like sci-fi stuff. So I I kind of was like when it started to go down that route, I was excited, but I knew it couldn't go that far. It wasn't going to go that far, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I guess we kind of already talked about most of them, but I I did want to say that too. I I did think like this movie overall like the the big like sort of action sequences are all like very cool. Um mm-hmm. It starts off more simple where he's kind of just getting in these sort of like fist fights, which I thought were kind of fun. It does have a like a fast editing style. And there are times where they like have these very jittery, like quick cuts um, that are both kind of like disorienting, but kind of cool. I don't know. It's not as um, crazy as watching like uh, the born identity or those type of things that are even more like crazy and hard to read. But this it did. It did kind of like give it sort of a like um it's not it's it's not as clean you know what i mean but then some of the actual like big stunts they have later in the movie are uh pretty cool i love the like the car chase scene i think is one of my favorite action scenes in a bond movie that i've seen and yeah i love the skiing and the and the 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 um the assault on the uh the facility which also had some cool there's um it was cool to see that diana riggs sort of got in the mix up too and like they they gave her some good spots you know and were some of the best parts and bond sliding around and then of course when they're sledding um yeah i don't know the i love all that stuff. cool yeah i really loved and like the the avalanche and the skiing and the like uh, it was the avalanche um, was so awesome yeah yeah the avalanche was tight and the dog shows the dog yeah there's a dog that shows up at the end (laughs) Mm. um bond yeah bond does have some of those uh some of those one-liners that they do poke fun at in austin powers uh Mm -hmm. what does he say when the guy he gets uh fargoed where he falls into the the machine and his blood comes out that was so awesome for one yeah uh, he gets fargoed <laughs> <laughs> it's not Another a wood chipper watched, but you know uh, yeah i watched that on the airplane too mm. um that like, and sonic <laughs> i gotta i gotta look up the quotes i guess we can maybe uh but yeah those had some like they definitely were like really goofy uh the 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 other fellow one is maybe a little too far but um I think a lot of them kind of like I was like fist pumping when he did them, you know, I loved when he said this never happened to the other fellow. <laughs> um, oh, I oh. thought that was great. OK. And this one was so it's so fucking bad, but it was kind of amazing. The guy, the snowblower thing spits out um, his blood or whatever. And Bond goes, he had a lot of guts. <laughs> yes, I, that one I had almost forgotten till now. Um. 
I can't remember what else he said. Oh, Blofeld hits the tree. They they all happened in this, uh, like, part of the movie. Uh, (laughs) When Blofeld slams into the tree, he goes, he branched off. Yes, I remember he branched off. That was was so sick, though. That was such a great... That that whole chase scene (sighs) was so cool. Yeah. So... And yeah, he tells the dog uh, to go get that brandy, the five-star Hennessy, of course. <laughs> yes, he said, he says, five-star Hennessy. Like, uh, before you get help, get me some five-star Hennessy. So yeah, I, it did. I, I like those um, goofy little one-liners. They were funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, again, I mean, that's part of why, like, we're talking about the, uh, the like, you know, them trying to get a more emotional performance out of out of bond to like at the end or something. It's like, they, I don't think they fucking needed to like, who cares? Like it wasn't like I, like I was invested in, especially in Tracy, but like I bond is out here with these crazy ass one liners and being a total freak, like the whole movie. So mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I needed a terribly convincing emotional performance at the end. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess not. No. Um, I think, I think that's, I've, I've said all, all I wanted to say. Um, yeah, I, have... I think I've said my piece. I've, uh, I'm looking at, I, I took, I took a little notes to myself. My notes are just like a lot of like, wait, what? I th- <laughs> like, what am I watching here? I think overall, cause I think we were, t- we were talking like having a group conversation or something with, with some people a while back about then the bond movies came up and um you know i think it's it's like i can't um i feel like i can't uh like go too hard for them when people are like i don't like them because they are they are like these goofy ass movies or whatever um it's but like i sort of want i was i kind of wanted to do it because when we were talking about them i did have this feeling of like well you know like I don't know. I felt like there's there's a certain value to them, and like like I don't know. With I guess with all any movie, um, maybe this isn't even really defending the movie's quality very well. But with with like these are movies that I feel like are very interesting, <laughs> and they just like really um, they both like. There's a lot of things going on. There is like they are exciting. They are, like some of them are r- r- really good and fun. Um, but there's also like an element to them that are just, there's just such a, like everything about it fascinates me. Like, like that fact that like some people would be like, you know, oh, it's like this weird, like British fantasy or whatever. I'm like, I like that, (laughs) even though it's, I, I think they're like dumb (laughs) for wanting to do that. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, the results make something that's so fascinating to me um absolutely so like all the weird stuff about it like i don't know makes it i don't know there's there's i think in most all of them there's something worth getting out of them even regardless of the quality but some i think are also genuinely like like kick-ass movies but you know Mm -hmm. and and this one included i actually do really like this one so totally this movie this movie totally whipped this movie totally (laughs) whipped. it's a weird goofy ass movie but it whips i do i feel like there's like uh, yeah i think that there's something not only like culturally important about the movies and important like what does that mean i I guess i mean that there's like 
so many references to to like this like this franchise and this like style of movie but on the other hand i also think that like you said like there's they're also like pretty historically relevant they like kind mm-hmm. of hold this mirror up in a way that like you know maybe that's giving them more credit than they deserve but i i do feel like they that is part of the the like history of these films oh, and i yeah. kind of think that's why people like them it's like they they like hold a, a mirror up in this to like the cold war <laughs> it's like really um genuine goofy campy way that is like it's it's they're sort yeah. of important i think and and that like and yeah just seeing how history like beyond the cold war even has like has shaped them and changed them and like how they reflect the time it's something i feel like i've mentioned this before but it's something i like about like the rambo movies because they all are in sort of this way like um sort of like propaganda movies you know they're i think most of them if not all, all of them actually and some are like uh actually each kind of have their own basis of different like right wing more conspiracy theories i guess or or whatever um they all like they all are what's so unique is that they each have their own that they sort of play off of and i kind of love it because yeah. it's so interesting but they they also are kind of sick movies but um <laughs> <laughs> so you know i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, that's what I think I'm about glad. Bond is, oh, man, I just smacked my hand as hard as I could on my desk. That's what I think about fucking, fucking James Bond. No, but yeah, like even like especially after the Cold War has ended, like the fact that they are like they that they've had to sort of, um, I don't know, g- grapple with that and like what's going on. I don't know. I, it's all it's cool like that me. scene. And there's that's what uh, what Judy Dench says in that one, in one. I don't know. One of the ones where she's like. I think that you're a piece of shit and oh, I think that you're like a dinosaur and a relic. Or whatever, yeah. Right? A, a relic of the cold war. Like it's like sort of ra- grappling a little bit with like what, you know, what James Bond did without being like totally too deep, you know? Yeah. Like, Cause when you watch it, he's still, cheeky, he's you know? still the same. <laughs> it's like the same fucking guy. And like, the yeah, mo- yeah, you yeah. know, the movie doesn't fully actually care, you know? Uh huh. Um, uh huh. But, but it yeah. like just is like just a nod to like the this like really weird, really weird legacy. <laughs> it's very cool, and I love Judy Dench, so she can sort of do no wrong. She's cool. Yeah, yeah. A lot of great, a lot of great actors in in the series over the years. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. This was this is a great episode. A lot of fun. Glad we could have yeah. McKenna. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah when mckenna's around we gotta have like you know the mckenna spotlight to see what like the review at thumbs up thumbs down review from mckenna <laughs> um um we gotta tie i guess did you pick a movie to do next i did okay so i did pick a movie yes. now right. um uh now if you've seen it i'll pick a different are we or you can watch it this is <laughs> okay. a um this is a new movie it came out this year or last year. Ooh. And it's a movie that I've been wanting to see, but I haven't seen. I saw one preview for it, and I was like, that looks like that has potential to be fucking sick. Um, and then it also... Uh, <laughs> it has these really strange ads on the subway that they like haven't taken down. Oh, I think um, I know what you're talking about. Sorry, um, continue. Well, 
I don't know. Maybe you've seen it. It's called The Five Devils. Have you seen this? No. Okay. No, I couldn't remember what movie I, I was thinking of, but this was not it. I thought it's called the five devils and I believe that it's I French. Know. Um, I don't even know what this and, is. And um, it's kind of a, I, I don't, it's like kind of maybe it says that it's a drama slash fantasy, but I think maybe a little bit of horror. I'm not totally sure. Um, and it has um, uh, Adele Xarchopoulos, I believe. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name. She was the the principal in um, Blue is the Warmest Color. Um, oh, okay. And she's been in a couple French, other French films. Um, and I'm using this as an excuse to uh, watch a movie that like, I probably would forget about or not ever see. Ah, but I want to see, see, but I want to watch it. Okay, this is we both now get to use the show for like an ulterior motive. Not really exactly. ulterior. I guess every every episode it's like we want to do it because we want to see the movie for some reason. But <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna say to make I a think podcast. this is like totally totally kosher. Uh, I think <laughs> mine's um, even worse, but yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that's I what I would it. like to pick. All the it I'm is so like a, a a bit of. It's a bit of a depart, not a departure, but it's, I was looking, I wanted to see a horror movie and then I was like looking up horror movies and I was like, I don't know. I feel like the ones that I would like to watch are ones that are pretty like classic, which is not a, a problem, but it's like, do I really want to like, I don't know. Do Is it time to do like, I don't know, it or something like, I just kind mm, of wanted to, yeah. I might be watching that on my own time. And I feel like you've probably seen a lot more of those than I have. Well, I'm always, I mean, so, we're, we did a movie today I'd seen before, but you know, that's true. We, we've done that's plenty true. we've seen before, so I'm not opposed, but that's uh, true. this seems like a great uh, pick. And I think it's kind of cool. Cause, um, I think we've done, well, we've done a few new movies. We did, we've done mm-hmm. Carter, Pandora. Yeah. I mean, Avatar. Avatar. God, I'm a grandma. <laughs> I just called it Pandora. Pandora. Uh... <laughs> that, is, that is such a grandma thing. To be like, call, it's like calling a GameCube an Xbox or whatever. <laughs> calling Link Zelda. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Those yeah. are the only new ones. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, we need. Oh, no. Fuck. We did RRR as well. The best movie of yeah. the year. Actually, yeah, yeah we did that three movie movies. Fucking whipped. We did zero new movies though in 2023. So whoa, see, um, okay. Well, we gotta k- get kick it up for 2024 in January. All right, sweet. Um, now I don't know if I want to tell you. I'll tell you out about it on the. I'll tell you what this strange. Uh, actually, I'll tell you now. This strange yeah. ad on the subway. Oh yeah. Just yeah, has yeah. like a picture of the like. I, I don't know, just sort of a random still, and then the like blurb <laughs> says. An excellent film, dot, 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 like a bisexual back to the future, exclamation point. What? <laughs> which, which is not at all what the movie looks like. And that like kind of made me not want to see it. And then it kind of made me want to see it even more because I was like, what on earth could this see even? Like, what does that mean to say that it's a bisexual back to the what future? If, what if it was just they had bisexual lighting? But it's just like a it's a it's a direct shot for shot remake, but they just added the lighting. Oh God! So anyway, I I don't know what that means, and it 
it's certainly not a spoiler, I guess. I'll, I'll say that. So I, f- I, I feel don't like know I've what heard that could mean. Have you told me about this? I feel like I've heard that statement before in my life, but I feel like you don't often hear. I don't. I mean, if if something else has been described as a bisexual Back to the Future, then I, I don't. I mean, maybe I had told you about this, but I feel like you would have remembered uh, specifically like the movie. No, yeah, maybe I heard it on like a pod. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I'm I'm stoked. It sounds great. All right, sweet. I mean, um, I like th- I like Back to the Future. Um, you know, <laughs> like bisexuals. Yeah, yeah let's to do this. Match made in heaven. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, well, great up. This has been yeah. This has been super fun and very uh, Christmassy. And, oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh, by the way, the some the some of the music. There's some like Christmas music playing in the background in mm-hmm. uh, when they're at the resort towards the end when she finds them again, I believe. Mm-hmm. And some of it's like original for the movie. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. They, uh, I forgot who wrote it, but um, like so there. I remember because I was there was a one song playing. I'm like, this is not a Christmas song uh, I've ever heard. But it had uh-huh. like lyrics and everything, and I was like, "Is this a, uh, a Swiss thing? Is it a a mm-hmm. British thing?" And then I looked. I can't remember. I, I had been reading about it, and I I've done a lot of this episode of I think I read this, but I had read mm-hmm. that some of these um, some of those songs were written for the movie. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's like a. a there are some movies that have like uh, Christmas songs written. I'm thinking of that of Love Actually, which has the Christmas song that is written in like for the movie. Yeah. Um, and and also about a boy that Chris, there's a Christmas song, <laughs> another British movie that has a British Christmas a song Christmas song written for it for the movie. <laughs> oh. That that is one of my favorite movies growing up actually about a boy. About a boy. Okay, let's do that one. <laughs> we should that do that one sometime. Yeah. I mean, I. You know what? I think it probably it might. I think it might whip. We should do that one sometime. All right. Last. I'll. We've already. We're we're in the goodbye part, but um, the uh the um, British not British the Danish singer Nina, um, who's also uh in the movie, uh, the long goodbye, which I highly recommend. But anyway. She performed, they had written two songs that she performed called Do You Know How Christmas Trees Are Grown? And <laughs> that is a that is a terrible title of the, a song. That's the one I think I heard. Um, yeah, and they released it as a single. And then The More Things Change, I think is the other one. So how about that? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta find Do You Know How Christmas Trees Are oh, we're, we're gonna listen to it right when we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> I, If I could find it, then I'll, the whole audience will also listen to it on the way oh, out. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's go and listen to this song, okay? All right. Stay cool, Stay everyone. Stay cool. <laughs> Do you know how Christmas trees are grown? Sunshine, sunshine can't grow Christmas trees alone. They need raindrops. Raindrops can't grow Christmas trees. Here's the reason why. In the winter, rain will freeze and.
the trees will dry.